Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I've enjoyed preaching uh, from some of those Old Testament readings we've had lately from Amos and Habakkuk. And then when I saw the reading uh, was from 2 Kings, and that it had to do with Naaman, I wanted to talk about that again, because out of uh, all of the stories of the Old Testament, this one is probably one of my favorites. Um, I just like all the different dynamics that are going on in it, the things that, as I've heard other people preach on it or read about it, things that we frequently miss. So I'm going to start talking about Naaman, and then we'll connect that to Jesus and uh, the healing of the ten lepers there. It's a really interesting story, this one of Naaman. He is a great general, right? He's a great general and someone of the opposing forces. And what's really interesting about this, he is a great general, but what is he stricken with? Leprosy. So there's kind of a, uh, almost an oxymoron, a contradiction going on right from the beginning. Because normally as we hear about uh, the people who have leprosy in the time of Jesus, they were off to a certain area, by themselves, could not be in communion with everybody else. No kind of community in that way. But here we have a general of the opposing forces, a great one, has leprosy. So right there, it's like, what's what's going on? And then we have uh, his wife's servant, who comes from, from him, the foreign land, but from Israel, I believe it is, if I'm remembering correctly who hears about it, and if only he would go and see the prophet in Israel. We assume at this point, referring to the prophet Elijah, that's the one who comes back. And so word filters back to Naaman that someone in Israel, maybe it's the prophet, maybe it's not, would be able to heal him. But who does Naaman send the letter to? The king, right? He sends it to the king, He doesn't send it to the prophet. Isn't that interesting? He sends it to the king. 
So now the king gets the letter, and what's the king's reaction? What do you want me to do? Right? Are you trying to start a war, pretty much? You're asking me to do something I can't do. You know I can't do it. So you're just looking for an excuse to have this conflict. Somehow, Elijah finds out. It says he heard about the king tearing his clothes. So it's not coming from Naaman, but it's filtering down from there. The king tears his clothes as in, in dismay. Elijah finds out, tells the king, tell him to send him to the prophet. Tell him to come to me. Right? So Naaman goes to Elijah, and how does Naaman approach Elijah? What does he bring with him? His armies. All of his horses and chariots. That would be like somebody today approaching a house with tanks and planes. Right? He's a great general, and he's bringing chariots and horses. These things of war. So he goes. Elijah gets word, and Elijah even bothered to go out. Doesn't even bother to go out, right? And what's Naaman's reaction to that? Do you not know who I am? Do you not know who I am? You can't even be bothered to come out. Let me tell you what you should be doing. You should come out and greet me. You yourself should place your hands over where I have leprosy, and you yourself should heal me right here, right now. But instead, the message comes out, go back and clean in the Jordan River, right? The River Jordan. And what's Naaman's reaction to that? Really? All I have to do is go wash in a river? Why did I come all the way here to do something as simple and wash? Because if all I have to do is wash, you know where the best water is? Back where I'm from. Right? All the waters here are not as good as the waters where I am. And you're telling me I have to just wash in the water? Whatever. This is ridiculous. So then one of his people said, are you, Naaman, think about this real quick, right? If he would have come out and said, do something complicated, right? What would you have done? Of course, I'm a great man. It's, it's not a simple solution to this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had this disease. I would have done the complicated thing. And all he's really asking you to do is go wash in the river? Come on. Get over yourself. Go wash in the river. So Naaman does, and he goes, washes in the river, and he's healed. And then he comes back, and he recognizes, and he says, there is no God except for the God in Israel. So this is my question. All of Naaman's interactions with anybody in this story, what are they based on? How does he treat people? It's all based on what? Look at who I am. Look at what I have done. And because I have done these things, because of who I am, this dictates our relationship. Does that make sense? That doesn't happen in today's world, does it? You don't treat anybody that way. I'm sure we're all perfect here. Right? Because of who he, he sees himself to be, maybe we should put it that way, not who he is, who he sees himself to be, that is what dictates every relationship that we have of Naaman in this story. Now let's go to the leper. 
part of ten. They're out in, outside of this community. They're withdrawn from everybody else. Uh, leprosy, if I understand right, there's, you don't get any lower than that. Jesus does what? He ends up crossing paths with them. I don't believe, now I want to make sure I get this right, right? He entered a village and ten lepers approached but kept their distance, right? But Jesus interacts with them, right? They're willing to keep their distance and Jesus closes that gap. Jesus closes that gap. You haven't been in community, I'm bringing you back into community. And he simply says, go show yourselves to the priests. Another very simple thing, go show yourselves to the priests. One does, they all do, they all get cleaned, one comes back, and what does he say? Thank you. In his interaction, what is the basis for how he interacts with people? Look what's been done for me. The first story, the prominent, not that it doesn't change for Naaman, but the whole first part is, look what I have done. This dictates our relationships. This whole second one, it seems like, it's look what's been done for me. Look what's been done for me. As Christians, where should our lives flow from? Option one or option two? Right? Because be a little louder. Option one or option two? Option two. Look what's been done for me. And for that we say thanks. One of the simplest, easiest prayers you can say, maybe one of the most pure prayers you can say is two words. Can you guess what those two words are? Thank you. Thank you. Look what's been done for me. Thank you. Now I go and do great things. <laughs> do you see the way it works? It's not that it's not good to do great things. I'm glad there's people that are, man, a whole lot better and smarter than me that thinks. I like flying in a plane. I'm glad there's people that have figured that out, right? I'm glad there's medicine. I'm glad there's all of these wonders that people are achieving great things. But where does our life, where does our essence flow from? My relationship is dictated by what I have done, and it's better than what you have done, right? So there's a judgment in there too on the other person. Or does it start from, look what's been done for me. And now let my life flow from there. I'm taking a class, an online class through Yale University called The Science of Well-Being, or The Science of Happiness. So I'm only two weeks in right now. It's, there's like seven weeks total. You can kind of do it at your own pace. You do some reading, use some video. Uh, it is actually, when it was developed, I want to say 2011, but I might be wrong, it quickly became the most popular class in Yale history. Um, and it was developed by this professor of psychology that noticed the stress and anxiety and depression that incoming freshmen, college students, were dealing with. And so this class was developed, the science of well-being. And it was so popular, they thought, how do we make this available to the wider public? <laughs> 
And are there other people that can benefit from this also? So uh, I don't remember how I came across it, but it doesn't matter. So I'm taking this class. Second week in, the professor talks about two aspects, two of the most important aspects that she begins with on the signs of well-being. Anybody guess what one of those things are? Gratitude, giving thanks. Number one is savor. Slow down. Think about what you're doing as you're doing it. Does anybody feel rushed at times? Anybody have a list of things when you wake up in the morning that you have to get accomplished? Right? Anybody eat meals too fast? Number one of the things she talked about was savory. Think about what you're doing as you're doing it. Appreciate it. Don't just go through, and as I'm doing this, thinking about what's coming up, because then what are you not fully present in? The moment that you're doing it. And so you miss out on that experience that you could be having, because in reality, you're somewhere else. The second thing that she talked about was giving thanks. Recognizing what is going on in our lives and being thankful for it. Pure and simple. And as we do that, we actually rewire our brain to be healthier, happier people. Our blood pressure drops, our stress drops, all of those things, right? We're not as anxious. Instead, we see what's going on and we're thankful for it. So as we start thinking about what we're thankful for and we name those things, what do you think you start recognizing more during the day? Things you're thankful for. It's funny how that works, right? Anybody get a new car and the next thing you know you feel like I see these cars all over the place? Right? Gisela and Stu, you're gonna, it's going to happen to you if it hasn't already. Right? It's like all of a sudden you get this car, you never noticed them before, now they're everywhere. Well, you never noticed them before because you weren't really even looking for it. All of a sudden, when you look for it, oh my gosh, look at all these things that I notice. It's contagious in that way, giving thanks. What are we thankful for? <clears throat> now, I hesitate doing this because the best time to talk about money is when you're not asking for it. <laughs> right? But I would be remiss if I didn't say anything about what is coming up. It is October, which means in the life of the church, what are you all going to be asked to do? Pledge, right? This week you should um, be receiving a packet in the mail with all the pledge materials, all the stuff that's going on. You'll see a, a nice brochure, color, you know, with all the things that we've done as a church. You'll see smiling faces, uh, right? You'll see a booklet from the ELCA, Stories of Faith in Action, what the larger church is doing. You're going to get a, a packet that talks about how to give online. You'll get your card, things like that, right? So this is why I bring it up, because you simply need to talk about it. But I wish I could have ended that sermon right there, right? That would have been the best. But I feel like, ah, I need to mention what's coming. And a way, uh, to, a way to say thanks, I don't know if that's the right way to do it but about our well-being, about being generous, right? Uh, goes along. As we feel thankful, as you realize people have been generous to you, you're able to be more generous to others. Uh, 
I heard this before from a stewardship workshop I went to. I've never met a generous giver who's crabby, but I've met a whole lot of stingy ones who are. <laughs> right? Or I've heard it this way. It is not happy people who are generous. It is generous people who are happy. You see the difference? It's not happy people who are generous. It's generous people who are happy. And I think when you're thankful, you understand how you've been given to, how you've been generous to, which allows you to be generous. Do you see how this happens? It's not, look what I've done, look how much I can do, look, I give so much, so I deserve to be treated this way. Whether it's at church or in the world or at my work or whatever it might be. Look what's been done for me. How can my life be lived as one that flows from what's been done for me? And what does that allow me to do for others? To me, that's the life of the Christian faith. That's what we're all here trying to figure out. That's why during sermon they talk about law and gospel and the end on gospel. Yes, there are expectations of how we live as Christians. That's law. And ultimately you will fail at it. So the good news is you are loved. God has done great things for you and will do great things through you. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.